Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Abrazo Football Podcast. We got Brooks over in Barcelona, but he's wearing the French APC, you feel me? And I'm over here, you know, rocking that that away at Leti Madrid. You know what I'm saying? I think we talked about this once before, but that's not what we're here today. Today, we got a lot of stuff we want to talk about, Brooks. First off, congratulations. Arsenal still top of the table. Five points clear, game in hand, big dub against the Red Devils. You know, I know you were probably tense. I know you were stressed because I was stressed. I was texting my old man. He's down in Mississippi right now hanging out in the sun, but he found somewhere cool to watch the game. And he was like, man, this was about to ruin the whole trip. So shout out, shout out, shout out to the old man as well. Anyway, tell me about the game, man. How were you feeling going into the game? How were you feeling at halftime? And how were you feeling... What in like the eighty ninth uh, minute? Eighty <laughs> ninth minute. Yeah, talk me through it. I mean, yeah, going into the game, I was just the way the way that Arsenal's been playing. I was very, you know, confident that they would come away with a win. Obviously, United has been playing really well too, and and I know that you know Man United fans like to like to show face once Man United starts to play well, and especially against Arsenal, it's a big rivalry, but. All in all, like even the last time they played yeah, Arsenal or Man Man U beat them 3-1, but I feel like everybody's like, oh, Arsenal outplayed them. They play better. But yo, know, like you, it doesn't matter if you lose the game. Like, yeah, you can look better, you can play better, but you 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 ultimately gotta win the game. And this I just felt better going into it. A little nervous right at kickoff, but Arsenal started real hot. First two, three, four minutes, they almost had a goal. Um then Man U came. That was a be- I mean, let me just say Marcus Rashford's goal was amazing. Like that was the two goals they had were nice, but like it was, you know, n- not to take anything away, like just kind of Arsenal errors. Like Ramsdale should have punched that ball and got intertwined with Tamiyasu, dropped the ball, you know, kind of a looping, weak header from. Talk, talking about the yeah, header? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Lissandra. Yeah. yeah. Even the, even the, the Marshford, Marcus Rashford strike was a perfectly placed, had power behind it, but Thomas Partey gave him the ball right there. Doesn't really try to, no one presses him, but still, that was an amazing shot. So. No, I felt good. The last couple minutes, you know, were, were super tense. Obviously, like I was, I was very, I wasn't texting people back. I think I may have wrote you back once, but that was a good game. I mean, it's always a good rivalry. It's always a great game. But shout out to Eddie and Kate, just two goals, and Bukai Osaka, the the kids bringing it home. So that was that was amazing to see that. So happy, so happy. Yeah, man, congratulations. I'll tell you this. This is I, I was watching the game. And I remember right before Bukayo Saka had his outside of the uh, box shot, I said to myself, I said, okay, I'm looking at this game. We're 1 1. I was like, Arsenal, I was like, I was like, Bukayo hasn't scored yet, so that's a goal. And I was like, Odegaard hasn't scored. So I was Usually, like, they yeah. at least got two goals in them. But then on the flip side, I said for Man U, I was like, they probably got another goal too. I thought Rashford was at least going to get the brace because he was looking dangerous. He was looking on the real dangerous, yeah. And, but then right after I said that to myself, Kyle cuts in, makes that shot, and then like what, 10, 15 minutes later, the the header from Lisandro. How how do you even let Lisandro? He like threw his whole body at the ball like he was a human bull, <laughs> and it still like, barely just he had a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, he looks like yo, that was a little bit ridiculous, but yo, props to him. Yeah, that must have made you happy. That must have you you must have been happy for him, or were you pissed? Like, was it club over country? 
Let's talk about it. It's always country, but it's really tough when it's Man United. And that's like one of the most heated rivalries. So I was very happy. Yeah, for him personally, great. Happy that he got a goal. It's, it's, I mean, it was really the best of both worlds. He got a goal. Marcus Ashford got a goal. But then Nketiah got two. Bukayo Saka got one and Arsenal won. So, you know, that's kind of all you can hope for. Uh, the people that you yeah. like and you root for individually doing really well and the team as a whole that you that you cheer for coming out ahead. So it was it was good. All right. Unless it's Tottenham. All I right. never Enough want Christian Romero to score a goal ever against anyone for Tottenham. So that's just Yo. <laughs> Yo. Yo, well he he's I don't think he scored a goal when they got, you know, embarrassed by Manchester City during the week. So I mean, from what I understand, they laid an yeah. egg. But enough po- enough positivity. Okay, Arsenal, they're top of the table. They're cruising. They're sailing. They still got to play Man City twice. twice. We'll see what happens. Enough with that. Let's get let's get into some of the okay. uh, some of the nasty parts of the football world. Let's talk about some drama. Let's talk about some of the gross gross accusations coming out of Turin and Serie A. Juventus deducted fifteen points in the league. They can appeal it. They're sleazy. They're sleazy. They've done this kind of stuff before. <laughs> You know what I mean? I was I went and got, you know, one of the jerseys. I almost wore this today to say like I stand in solidarity with these people, and they've been, you know, they deserve their day in court. But this has happened. I thought about it. it's happened too many times. They're definitely guilty. What the heck is going on in Turin? Why do they keep acting like this? They were actually having a decent season, and then they do this. Yeah, they started to make ground, right? The last couple of weeks, last or I guess the last couple of months, they've been yeah. making ground. They've been gaining some points. Um, uh, Paul Pogba's back in training. Um, you know, he's looking. Yeah, you know, Di Maria's looking good. What's his name is starting to finally score some goals. But then all of a sudden, what? It was a bunch of those like top end execs. They were like, "Oh, we're out. Let's go. Let's dip quietly into the night." And everybody was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> Okay, see, I wasn't following. I just, I just, I, I got, you know, the tweet and I just, and then I like listened to like a few people talk about it, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of like my understanding of what happens might not be the full story. What exactly? So the executives dipped well, out. This was a couple months in, ago. So they knew that. All of the ones that are oh. now charged, like Med or Nedved or whatever, like all those like top three or four guys um, that just dipped out of nowhere. Everybody was like, something has, this was a couple months ago, like, yeah, something's up, like, okay. and then finally, you know, a couple, what, yesterday okay. or two days ago, we find out they've been deducted 15 points for shady, essentially shady financial, like, transfer business. But, bro, from what I understand, at least from what I read and, and saw, okay. it looks like exactly the same thing Barcelona does. I'm just calling a spade a spade. It looks like the exact same thing Barcelona been doing. Barca just calls them levers, and uh, <laughs> and Italy is calling this well, no. foul play. Well, I mean, well, if you think, if you look at it, right? Because like one of the one of the things that was in the accusations was the Arthur Mello um, and the yeah. other guy, what's his name, Miriam Pjanic swap. And I guess what it was is like they were saying like. Because we, I remember we addressed that when it happened, yeah. and we were like, okay, like, I mean, it sounds like it's like you, you, everyone saw it happen, so it's not like they were hiding it. It's just like a tactic to balance the books, right? Yeah. And it's, I mean, the way I look at it is just like basically just like refinancing a player. Because it's like if you had Miriam Pianage or whoever on a five year contract, 
and you're like, yo, like, we're just going to like, oh, I think this, oh, I remember why it's the, here's why it's the problem. Okay. I think they like inflated their asset, right? Uh, so if they're like, they're like, they're like, we're going to, we're going to do a swap, both players for 80. And then it's like, oh, now I can pay, you know, this contract over the course of the five years that he signed. But they would then say like, for example, like Barcelona might say like, yeah, both players are worth 80. So we're just purely doing this just to restructure so we don't have to pay as much money like we just reset the clock you know what i mean like we sold a guy for 80 so it's like we just made 80 80 mil and then we bought a player for 80 mil but he has a five-year contract so we only got to pay like you know 20 pounds or 20 million a year so it's like that 80 that like it's like you just made 60 million out of nowhere so that's shady but i think what juventus did was on top of that they were like yo like we actually sold a player, not for 80, but like for 120, and we bought a player for like 40. So like they like skewed it more in their favor. So like Barcelona is like, we're doing this and it's transparent and it's clear what we're doing, but it's like inside the rules. But it looked like what Juventus did was like, they like inflated it and deflate, like they inflated the player they sold and deflated the player that they bought, which I guess is the illegal part. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, and it's been something that's been so. I just looked it up. Like they left. I think the those those like Pavel Nedved. He left in like two in uh, like end of November, very like like last day of November, first of December, and then that's when everyone started to like side eye Juventus um, even more. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's it's it's just kind of an unclear situation, right? They're just like oh, they've been deducted points for foul play, uh, and it's really hard to get all of the like kind of all of the definitive details on it but yeah you know you explained it really well they're just they're kind of just it's not like the housing market of 08 it sounds like they're just kind of over evaluating over inflating players for the books or under evaluating the ones that they're putting their money into so that it looks like it's a little bit more evened out so that they're not you know affected by financial fair play as much but essentially they're just trying to skirt financial fair play right and they've been caught i i mean yeah that would be my assumption yeah yeah, yeah. It's just um, not the first time Juventus has been in this kind of trouble, and it's it's like it's a shame to see, you know. Yeah, yeah at this point, it's a pattern, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, let me ask you this: do you, What do you think the fallout would be? Do you think? I mean, they dropped fifteen points, yeah. right? Um, I mean, they're not at the bottom of the no. table; like, they're not going to get relegated. Yeah. But do you think players are going to like, I mean, I guess from a player's perspective, do you stick around or do you like try to leave the club? Like you're Paul Pogba, you're Griezmann, there's a U.S. international, Weston McKinney. Like, do you stay at a club that's like, like so open in their corruption or, or do you just, you know, say like, we weren't going to win the league. Like, let's just, you know, play this one out and start again and, you know, yeah, in the fall. I think like, that. What, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think unfortunately, for the most part, most you know, corruption is one of the last thing on most players' minds, like to 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 stay or to leave a club. Unfortunately, um, I think it'd be more about you know Champions League. For first of all, second of all, because they're not being okay. like they're not being like currently as of right now, they're not being deducted anything more than what the fifteen points, which brings them to tenth. They're not being fined any money, yeah. so they're not losing any money. They can still pay these players, which is obviously pretty high wages, one of the highest in at least all of Italy, um, but one of the highest wage bills in Europe. And aside from that, I mean, you take a look at the table right now. They have t- they're on 22 points. Um, fourth place currently is is Roma at 37. Uh, so, I mean, 
halfway through the season, 15 points behind. It's not a crazy stretch to say that they're, you know, they could still make Europe, but I think that would be one thing. Like, are the players going to want to be outside of Europe for a season when, you know, Juventus is never outside, playing outside of Champions League or something like that? So that will probably be one one yeah. reason. Like, also, like, some people could just be, like, fed up with it. I'm looking at a couple couple guys on there, and it's kind of just been, like, that's just kind of been a roller coaster of a club, like, of mismanaged affairs the last little bit with coaching going back and forth, results going back and forth. Now this again, like it's just not a place that you really probably feel super safe or taken, you know, short of taking care of, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, I would probably want to go. I would. I personally would be like, yeah, I don't want to be associated with this club. I would too, regardless if they made Europe or not. No, I would not want to be. I wouldn't like the ethics of what's going on there to be like tied into my name at all. You know. Because yeah. it is. I mean, unfortunately, like yeah. when, you know, it happened 20 years ago, Buffon's name was kind of thrown in the mud for a little bit during that time. And a lot of the players that were on there were like, oh, shoot, like, let me get out of here. Or, you know, that were that were yeah. during the that, I don't know. I forget what they call it. Um, when it first happened, they were relegated. But yeah, I mean, it never looks good. Depend, it never looks good on anyone that's associated with the club, whether you're a player, whether you're upper management, whether you're the coach, whatever. Like, it just doesn't look good on anybody there. So yeah, I'd be like, yeah, let me get out of here. Let me let me get out of here. Okay. It, let me just say that it looks All good right, for well. our, people that may, might need some players in January or maybe this summer. You know, that's trying to. Yeah. Because they're, they're gonna miss out on. Yeah. I was looking at a thing uh, just recently where Europe. As far as like the income or uh, the wage structure goes, it's basically four times more more uh, that you get when you play in Champions League versus just Europa League. So that's five or yeah. six times more they're good, that they're going to be missing out on by not making any sort of Europe. So yeah, they might it, this might be some sort of a domino effect, but we'll see what happens in the future. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's let's keep the conversation going. Let's let's pop over to your city. Let's talk Barcelona FCB. Football club, Barcelona, okay? They let Memphis Depay go to Atletico Madrid this window. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Any, like, is that, was that good business? Was that bad business? I mean, they have a lot of attackers. They seem to be doing fine in their match right now. They just won their first trophy, yeah. you know, the, in the past week. Uh, still first in the good league. Good business, bad business. Still first in the league. Well, what do we make of this? Rumors they might want to bring Pierre Emerick Aubameyang back rumor there's always rumor swirling that yeah. you know Joel jo, Joel Laporta stays in someone's business <laughs> and then actually I, I just thought of another question I want to ask you anyway so first off is Barcelona is that good business bad business letting Memphis go is that going to come back to bite him what do you think I didn't think that signing Memphis was good business to begin with I'm I don't know I, I think we've talked he's a hater <laughs> We've talked about this. He just doesn't hater. do anything. He like hates he hates <laughs> He makes goals out of nothing. He scores goals all the time. Man. He doesn't. They hate him. He scored he, goals he in the Dutch French man. league. Anti <laughs> anti Dutch sentiment, man. I've, we're moving on. We're moving on. He hates. He hates. He hates Louis Van Gaal. He yes. hates Ronald Koeman. Yes. He hates Virgil Van Dyke. No, listen. He hate. He even hates Frankie. D. He wanted no, Frankie Dion out of the club no, I do like the Frank. summer. He hates him. But when they do when put on that to, orange, I'm not Dunham impressed. What did you say? You weren't impressed. No. So I said when they went to Donny Donny Van de Beek's wedding in the summer, 
you you were mad that they left Barcelona's <laughs> training camp. You hate the Dutch. Listen, there's some animosity there. I'm not going to lie to you, but I don't think that that Memphis is the is the solution to anyone's striker problems. Um, except for when he was obviously at Lyon, he had a pretty incredible couple years there. He had. Let me see. I'm just going to look this up real quick. So. In Man United, 33 games, two goals. Then he goes to Lyon, 63 in 139 games. Honestly, his Barca tally isn't as bad as I thought, 13 and 30. But it's just kind of a spotty. It's it's like you never really know what you're gonna get from this guy. At, at least here in Barca, it was like, all right, so he cannot come and he can come and pull off some magic, or he's just gonna be like a wasted player who won't press, you know, won't score, won't do it his his job on the on the field for X amount of minutes, however long he's on there. But, I mean, you also know that Atletico Madrid rarely makes mistakes when it comes to transfer business. So, and they know how to get the most out of these guys that come from Barcelona. It's like, these guys got a point to prove. You know, you got Luis Suarez, you have Antoine Griezmann, now you got Memphis. Who knows? Like, this is probably going to be a really good signing for for Atletico because they just know what they're doing in the transfer market. They don't rarely make mistakes, you know? Yeah, Atleti rarely makes mistakes. In Barcelona, when it comes to transfers, their record is shaky. And they told him for two best. million. Like his, I think his market value was like twenty or thirty, and it was like a. They're just like just giving people away. They're spending a ton of money to bring people in, and they're just like giving people away. I don't really understand. They basically gave away Luis Suarez. They sold back Antoine Griezmann yeah. for like an eighth of what they paid for him. They're just like, ah, oh, you're not working out. Like, yeah, take him for whatever you want to give us, bro. They, they're. It's well documented. They do not know how to do. They just don't know how I to mean, do business. They, like for, yeah. I mean, they they get the players they want because a they're Barcelona and b they're willing they're willing to sell everything but the kitchen sink <laughs> to get it. That is not the same thing as good business. No, you know what I mean. And that's what I'm gonna say. Like they they, they might and, and I mean if they win the league, I mean that would be a great start. They get two three trophies yeah. this season. They won't get Champions League. They might win Europa League if they can beat Man U, but. You know, and Arsenal. It is what it is. All I'm saying so is if they can get to Arsenal and yeah. Arsenal. All if they can get to Arsenal. But like what I'm saying is like there's like to, to find success, like success and good business are not right synonymous. And when it comes to Barcelona, like they no. might have three million dollars worth of guys on the bench that do nothing, and they got three guys from the academy that are carrying the team right. to the trophy. It's like, well, you could have just rolled with, you know, La Masia from the start. But you know, I can't throw I can't throw stones. I mean Chelsea operate in the same fashion. Yeah, but Chelsea's not at a negative thirty billion euros or whatever Barcelona's at, you know. Oh, so. the difference is they got the, the yeah, yeah. different di- biggest difference is Chelsea has the purse to pay yeah. for it. They they have the money to make these mistakes. They're yeah. not mortgaging off their uh, image rights <laughs> until 2060. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's a little different. So as far as business goes, I don't right. think it's good business because I don't know. I don't remember. I don't. I mean, it's letting them go for two million as far as like a business move. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that they don't need him. They're playing just fine and scoring goals without him. But I didn't mean to cut you off. That's true. Yeah. No, that's fine. Let's move on. That's okay. that's facts. They don't need him right at this point in time. Uh, but, yeah, they probably could have got more. I mean, I honestly think they could have got more than two. Absolutely. Because, I mean, Jao Felix, Felix went on loan, right? For 16? For 11. Yeah, 11? Oh, my gosh. 
or 60 yeah whatever it was over 10 million pounds yeah. that chelsea paid so anyway let, let's move on let's 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 talk about another catalonian another barcelona faithful okay uh a one mr pep guardiola you know mr man city uh you know he's had out he's had outbreaks in the past regarding <laughs> the fan base i understand he made headlines again this week what exactly did mr guardiola do brooks so it wasn't even at the fans. It was like at everybody. It was everybody that's ever that. I mean, his current squad, the people in the stands, the people of the city. Um, he basically was like, where are you at? Because if we keep pl- first of all, it's like, yo, it, it, I guess his halftime speech is essentially if you don't, you know, step up, Arsenal is going to roll through us uh, on their way to the title. You have to stand up, like start to step up and start playing um, t- the 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 fans need to start supporting us more like where were you guys where's your voice where are you like are you here are you showing up are you when you show up are you even going to make some noise like what's going on so he kind of came for every single citizen in the blue half of manchester jeez which is not the first time respond did they respond no it's not the first time Uh, did they respond or did they let it slide well so after you know that first half demolishing by Tottenham, yeah, they came through and they looked amazing. Riyad Mahrez, man of the match, in my opinion. I think he's actually officially the man of the match. Um, and then today, three goals for Erling Holland. Um, I think it was 3 nothing. So Fourth Hattie. Fourth Hattie, yeah, yeah. Fourth Hattie of the season. So they definitely Fourth showed up. It's just, I think it's, it's, it's hard when you've got a team like Man City that are so well built and run and they win nearly every single game and i don't know it's it's when you have a bit of a slump like this like maybe it doesn't feel like that big of a slump because of how good you are and because of how many good players you've got you know julian alvarez who starts essentially on the bench behind holland um i just think that it's it's kind of harder to see this when you have all that talent around you because it is normal to lose a game. You're going to lose a game. You're going to go down a goal or whatever, two goals like they did against Tottenham. But in order to fight back like that, like that definitely takes some courage. It takes some strength. So now I'm kind of nervous. Like maybe he's lit a fire because, yeah, they have just been playing like, you know, pretty good football. Let's not like slander them. They're in second place still to an Arsenal team who nobody expected that losing one game the whole season so far. Um yeah. You know, I just think that maybe with Chelsea way down in 10th or Liverpool in 9th or 11th or whatever, people were thought that like maybe City would have run away with it by now. Maybe City did too. So they definitely needed something lit. Yeah. And I think that Pep has done it. Okay. Well, I guess we'll keep an eye on the space. Maybe they'll creep up. Maybe they'll creep up. I mean, it's five we'll points see. only. There's plenty of opportunity. Yeah. Five points in a game in hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say, I'm going to call it eight. I'm going to call it eight because I believe in <laughs> Arsenal right now. I believe, and, and to be honest, the Belgian the Belgian kid, Trossard, I guess he's not a kid, he's like 28. Yeah, he, he is. Pretty, he looked pretty good in his, you know, 13-minute cameo. So shout out shout out to Belgian. Yeah, he did look pretty good. He had some All good right, footwork. Bro. He was able to get past some defenders, kind of be part of that game-winning yeah. goal. So, yeah. Yeah, he looked good. Um, okay, so uh, a couple more things I want to talk about before we split on this one is first off, I mean, you know, after about a month after everybody else has returned to um, domestic football, the Germans have decided to come back to, uh, you know, the the party and the Bundesliga is back in full effect. You know what I mean? 
RB Leipzig, Bar or the Bayern Munich, RB Leipzig played uh, on Friday in the Welcome Back game, and I just felt like this is. I feel like we talk about this all the time. Barcelona, or I keep saying Barcelona, Bayern Munich. You know they've won the league now for like ten or eleven years on the bounce, right? Yeah. They start to look a little bit fractured and weak this season. Like Lewandowski's left. Uh, they have a couple of injuries after the World Cup. Their captain, Manuel Neuer, like ran into a tree or something and like Skiing. got banged up. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to be playing for a long time. That's why I don't let footballers ski or do anything dangerous. This is exactly why. But, you know, and then they draw against RB Leipzig, which is not even really contending for anything at all this season. They've actually had a huge slump themselves. But it was just weird to me because I was like, okay, it looks like they're finally losing ground. And then what do they do? They don't go and buy a keeper from your like somewhere else in Europe. They always stay domestic. Stay. They're like, you know what? We're going to go get Jan Sommer from Borussia Mönchengladbach, the, the second best goalkeeper in the league. You know what? You want to join us and ensure that we win 12 or 11 titles in a row? And, like, I feel like they're also going to, like, I feel like the, there's, like, a couple kids on Dortmund that are probably going to be wearing yeah. red next season. It's like they go out of their way to, like, weaken their opponents. Like, there's, a, like, go to Portugal and get someone. Go to the, yeah. like, go anywhere else. Nah, nah, player. We want, we want you. Like, oh, and also, and then I guess this also kind of rubbed me the wrong way. They also want Kai Havertz. Do they really? <laughs> but they do. At least that's, I mean, that's what Chelsea, you know, Chelsea Reddit will have me believe. So anyway, <laughs> that's all. I just wanted to, I just wanted to plug, I just wanted to plug that, let everybody know we're keeping a, you know, we watch the Bundesliga and we don't, I mean, honestly, I like watching, I like watching yeah, you're a big fan. steamroll everybody in the league. Uh, yeah, I love watching Bayern steamroll everybody, and I love watching RB Leipzig get close and drop the ball every season. It's it's my guilty pleasure, but <laughs> it would a, be nice to see them not win. Is your reality Even TV? If Dortmund won. Well, exactly. I don't know if this is true, but well, I've heard the rumors that Marco Royce of all people is going to be going to Man. Well, he's wanted by Man United. Eric ten Hag wants Marco Royce, who obviously is an incredible player. He's been a Dortmund guy his whole life. But he's hurt a lot. I think he. I love that guy. I think he plays. I love the way he plays. I love his style. On off. I think that he's um, obviously their most talented player, longest serving player. But I would be sad to see him leave. That and first of all, and second of all, I feel like everybody wants to come for PSG for spending money or Man City for. I don't really even spend for buying the best players in the world and. I don't know, the Premier League for spending billions of dollars or Chelsea for spending, you know, 700 million so far in six months. But like, or even Real Madrid or La Liga's president coming for the Premier League as a whole saying that that, that is not a viable, you know, business Tabas, plan. Yo, yo, he yeah. hates on everything. Yeah, but the, the biggest thing, I think, go go to... To say something about, like your point, say something about Bayern Munich because they're literally ruining that league i think like who cares that you're gonna win it again no one cares like i in my i don't know no one that's not a Bayern munich fan cares that you're gonna win the league again make it competitive stop like stop letting them buy german teams players like make them i don't know like do something because that's not fun it's not a competitive league they buy literally the best players from the uh teams in germany i think that they're yeah, they bought Thiago Silva from from Barca. I don't really know who else aside from that that they've. I mean, Sadio Mane, I guess, from England, but he won his 
begging to go there. I don't really, that's just like not a fun thing. It's, I don't know, to see. I like to watch, yeah, Dortmund games because it's a little bit more fun to see that. Or I like Dortmund versus, you know, Bayern because that's obviously a classic game. But just, I feel like that's that's kind of hurting German football, the way that they're doing their business. Yeah, I, it is. And I mean, and, and the sad thing is like it would come down to like, for example, uh, Dortmund saying, no, nah, we're not going to sell you. Yeah, whoever. like we're not going to sell you Robert Lewandowski. But Bayern, like, I feel like it's like like I was actually thinking about this this morning. Like they're such a big club to where it's like, yo, do you do you want to be a loser or do you want to be a winner? <laughs> like we're not going to pay your transfer fee just like. Play yeah, just come to Dortmund win. until your contract is over and then come over here and win. Yeah. Like, let's not even make a thing about it. But, like, if your club is willing to sell, like Eintracht Frankfurt or Schalke, if you're willing to sell us Leon Goretzka and um, the other guy uh, that didn't get his COVID shot, um, Joshua Kimmich, Kimmich, if you guys yeah. are willing to come here for a fee, like Schalke 04, we'll, we'll, we'll give you, like, 30 million 30 for million. the both of them. Like... <laughs> Like obviously, if we're looking at buying your players, like there's they're obviously good players, but you know, like no one else, no one else is watching you play, so no one else is gonna come for these players. Like, do you want to make money or not? And yeah. yeah, it's just like you got to be like, no, nah, we're like, because I feel like Premier League clubs, and I guess to ha- what Javier Tebas said, like there's way more money in the Premier League, so like even a club like Watford, if they wanted to, could be like, nah, like kick rocks i'm not gonna sell you this player yeah. if we're in direct competition we're, we'll we'll sell them to like you know f- spain or right. paris before we sell them to a rival but like i guess like the mentality in germany is like we have to take their money i don't know i don't i it, don't it, it blows my mind every time i see it yeah I, you're right it's like it's stir- and they don't even tax them oh they don't. There's like, because there's like the British tax, like they don't even tax them. Or somehow, like I've never seen more players be convinced to go to a club on a free transfer than in Bayern yeah. Munich. Unbelievable. Like, free. Just free. For free. And they get paid less. Like, I don't get it. Like, what are they? Like, we'll give you some Lederhosen and some beer. <laughs> okay, that was probably a little bit problematic to say. I'm not going to say anything else about Bayern Munich. Well, I'm just going to say you got to admit Dortmund by, for like, Growing young players and selling them mostly, well, some of them abroad, like they're going to make a killing off of Jude Bellingham. They should have made more off of Erling Holland, but I'm just glad that those two, well, Erling Holland didn't go to Bayern. I'm glad that Jude Bellingham is not going to go to Bayern, but that's like kind of, they're not, I don't know, that's like two rare occurrences, I feel like, you know? Yeah. But then at the same time, maybe if Jaden Sancho would have went to Bayern, he would have a career right now. What's going on with him? Is he hurt? Or is he just... God bless the dead. <laughs> I don't know, dude. There's not, He's just in purgatory. He ain't playing. All right, man. Okay, I got about five minutes, and then I got to go shovel some snow. Okay. Unfortunately, we had a blizzard. Let's cover Let's cover our last topic real quick. Let's talk about the... Let's just call it this, you know, the Middle Eastern All-Star game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we had, you know, PSG versus the Riyadh All-Stars, man. Biggest exhibition match of the season so far. What did you think of that? It was hard to watch. It was hard to watch because it did. I think we talked about this during the game. Like it felt like a like an NBA East versus West All Star game from like two thousand two, three, four. It was just like 
goals, goals, goal, which is fine. But the the media made it out to be like a World Cup final. They were like Messi versus Ronaldo. I didn't even think anybody else was playing. I thought it was just Messi versus Ronaldo because on the tickers down on the bottom. It was going to be a 1v1. That's yeah. it. It yeah. was like, he's had this many, he's had this many, he's had this many wins, this many goals, this assist. This is like, I'm like, dude, like there's an entire 10 other people on the pitch right now. But that's all anybody wanted to talk about was Messi versus Ronaldo in a meaningless exhibition game that was just weird. It was just a weird game to see. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. It was weird to see. It was entertaining. And I will say, I went into the game feeling like, okay, PSG are going to dominate right. the Riyadh All-Stars. Or Al-Nassar, basically, essentially. Calvin yeah. Ronaldo. I will say, despite the fact PSG won five goals to four, it was a pretty bad look <laughs> yeah. for PSG. It was a bad look. That like That's like your expectations. Like, yeah, like we're going to score. A, like th- There's going to be like six hat tricks. You know, the whole team, and it's like, hold on, wait a minute. Like, we got guys we've never even heard of scoring headers. Like, we got, like, like you just put these Saudi boys on the map. Yeah, like, seriously. Was, They're about to like, go to Europe. Like, <laughs> yo, like, I was like, this is insane. You let Ronaldo get a brace. Like, people, like, I, like, I was flabbergasted about the way the gate the way the game played out. I was like, this is not what I expected. So I'm happy it was at least entertaining in that regard. But, yeah. I mean, PSG probably. Because, I, I mean, I, like, there like there was, I guess at the beginning of the season, there was an exhibition against Barcelona and Man City. I don't even remember what happened because ex, it's an exhibition game. I don't yeah. care about yeah. exhibition games. Yeah. No, same. So, I mean, Especially props to midway them for through the season. successfully. Yeah. So props to them for pulling off an entertaining yeah. exhibition game halfway through the season and getting people, I think it was like 99 cents in America to stream it. Oh, I don't know, you know, what, what, it, but like, it was like essentially a pay-per-view <laughs> event that they successfully pulled off. Wow. That means absolutely nothing, you know? So I don't know. It's It was stupid. I wish PSG shouldn't have did it because now people are like, yo, how did the Riyadh All-Star score four, four goals against two of the best goalkeepers in the world. How did this happen? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's not to be taken seriously. It was an exhibition. So it's just like, I don't know. Like nothing good comes out of an exhibition. No, you're right. Like if this was like a friendly before, you know, there's less like, but it's like, you're in the middle of a Champions League campaign and you got four goals. Like the optics just aren't great. Like I know you were probably (laughs) thinking PSG is going to stroll over and score 12 goals. But that didn't happen, so I feel like, you know, despite PSG one, I feel like they took an L. I feel like they took a big <laughs> fat L. That's all I can say. Yeah. And this is you know, Neymar didn't even score. Right. He missed to his he- penalty. He missed his penalty. Yes. Yes. I was gonna say that to I your point of them else. just like of it being a big L for them. He missed a penalty. Um they got a red card. Sergio Ramos looked like he swung in a wild miss at that second Ronaldo goal. It was just all around. It just looked like they're your first friendly in the, of the preseason. Meanwhile, they they just came back from a, a loss in the league and they're coming to play yeah. this exhibition, like you said, middle of the season. They're like 19, 20 games in right now and they're looking really bad against the All-Stars. It was, yeah, it was not a good look at all. Even those jerseys weren't weren't only, it either. Yeah, jerseys was not it. Jersey was trash. 
The only thing I can say is my last thing. All I can say, maybe this was like orchestrated, like a like a like a uh, like a wrestling match where they were like, it was a little bit like uh. negotiated, like oh yeah, like you're gonna miss that pin, you're gonna get a red card. Like maybe they were like, yo, like just to like spice it. Up. You know, they want people to talk about it. Yeah, you know, if it was just like PSG ten to one. You know, don't want to talk, but like the fact that we're talking about someone getting a red card in an exhibition, Neymar missing a penalty, the the Riyadh All Stars scoring four goals against PSG. Yeah. It's like now people are talking about it, so that's like all publicity is good publicity. For I mean, PSG loves press. Yeah. You know, they love press, and this new like Al Nassar oh, yeah. and whoever else plays in that they're stadium. Like, up. Let's be honest, we've never heard of them, and I I mean, I guess we'd heard of them, but like no one really was checking no. for them. No, no, they had like 14 Instagram followers and now they've all of a sudden got a blue check and like 14 million or something like they they're this is this has been a huge win for them so far. So it's a success. Know. Yes, they are winning. <laughs> they are definitely winning on and off the field through their tactics. But, you know, so shout out, yo, shout out to El Nassar and the Riyadh All-Stars, man. Yeah. They got heart. Hopefully some <laughs> of those guys can make their way into a legitimate league. <laughs> Okay, Brooks, well, you got anything else to say to the people before we conclude this week's episode, bro? No, I mean, I just want to shout out how great Tammy Abraham and um, Tali Dybala are playing together. Tammy with with another, I guess, two goal tonight. Um, and thanks to Juventus taking a 15-point hit, Roma's in, Roma's in fourth place. So hopefully they can hold down this Champions League spot shout to out. the end of the season. Um, Jose Mourinho's looking, looking like he's about to head back to to Thursday and Wednesday night football, so or Wednesday night football. Man, shout out the special one. Tuesday and Wednesday. Shout out the special one, man. Shout out my dog Jose Mourinho, man. I love that man. One of the best <laughs> to ever do it. They they always forget, man. They always forget three Premier League titles, man. Forget about it. He should have been the the, 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 the Arsenal Langer of Chelsea. He, I mean, yo, we had a crazy <laughs> management was crazy back then. You fired. You just won us a league. You fired. Bring in Roberto Martinez, then you win the Champions League the next season. You and he's fired I mean? too. This is the man. He won. He won the U- UCL with Porto. You ever heard of that? No one's heard of that. Who wins the Champions League with Porto? That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to Roma. Then shout out to Jose. Shout out to Paulo. Shout out to my man Tammy. You know he's expecting a kid too. So you know, shout out to the baby oh, nice. on the way. Good for him. All right, then. Well, guys, thank you for, you know, rocking with us, hanging with us. It's been a pleasure. It's been our treat, you know, and we will catch you next week. Cheers. I don't know why I said cheers. I do not know why I said cheers. <laughs> <laughs>